The Marlins find another way to win a game, and they win another one-run game. The Marlins take down the Giants 4-3 to in the opening game of the series. Logan Webb, the Giants' ace, couldn't get it done. Jorge Soler with a two-run blast pinch hitting, getting it done for the Marlins. All the reaction to yesterday, last night's game, and today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome. Welcome back to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Hit subscribe to the pod. They're free and available everywhere. And it is your team every day. And head over to YouTube as well. You will see the sun is shining here in the UK. It's a glorious day outside. There's a heat wave in the UK. And that's not just the Marlins offense and the Marlins bullpen. No. There's a heat wave here in the UK, which we love to see. Um, hit subscribe to YouTube as well, guys. Thank you for making Locked On Marlins, of course, your first listen of the day. And also, thank you to the everydayers. If you're an everyday, let me know in the comments. Heard from a few yesterday. Great to hear from you guys. Love hearing the stories about how you listen to Locked On. Someone was saying, I play the show every day and I fire up Locked On Marlins in the background. Love to hear it, guys. Love to hear it. Um, the Marlins... With another dub. Another dub for the fish. Love to see that. Uh, this episode, though, is sponsored uh, by our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, you can, it's, it's the official sports book of Locked On. You can make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get yourselves started. Uh, the Marlins take the victory, though, last night. Four to three. I was watching the game this morning, of course, as I normally do for the late, late games in a weekday. Game was on and it, it smelled early. Like, this could be a tough one for the Fish. Coming off being shut out the day before, I was thinking, oh boy, tough matchup here with the pitcher. Like, it didn't, like, ideally the Marlins wouldn't have been facing Logan Webb. He was due to start on Sunday, in, but the game was then rained out in theory. I'm not sure how much rain there actually was, um, but his start ended up being pushed, so the Marlins had to take him on and face him in yesterday's game. Watching the early goings, I was thinking this could be a tough one. Jesus Lazardo as well on the other side was not quite as sharp. It wasn't vintage Jesus Lazardo like we've seen for the majority of the season thus far. So the Marlins, they had to hang tough. They had to hang tough. They got themselves in some tricky spots in those early innings. They managed to weather the storm. Um, not just Jesus Lazardo weathering the storm. Uh, he had two walks, six Ks, uh, gave up six hits. Um, only going four and a third and then Andrew Nardi doing his thing, coming in, putting out a fire in that fifth inning, and then just carrying that on into, into the sixth inning. And I must say, this has been one of the key storylines here for the Fish in the early going. It's just these relievers, not just coming in and getting an out or two, but they're being asked to go multiple innings, in effect. Andrew Nardi yesterday, one and two-thirds, so 1.2 innings there. No hits, no walks, 1K. Andrew Nardi, after a bit of a tricky start to the campaign, the last few outings have been absolutely sensational, as is this bullpen. But the main point that I was making there is it's just the guys are being asked to do some extra things, go some extra innings, multiple innings at times. And at the moment, it seems to just be all clicking. Like the bullpen has just been so dominant 
it's, you know, in the past week or so, they're the number one pen by any metric you want to look at. They are the number one pen. This is not Peter Pratt hyperbole. And I mean, I'll throw stats out there or I'll throw claims out there that, aren't, that sometimes they're not substantiated. This one is. The Marlins have the best pen in Major League Baseball in the last week, at least, maybe even longer. Someone, someone can fill in the blanks there, but it's fundamentally the guys are being asked to do more and they are stepping up. Everyone is kind of in their roles slightly. We saw yesterday Dylan Floro in the eighth, Puck in the ninth. That feels to be the eighth-ninth combo, but we have seen in other games Skip Schumacher's not afraid to, to get Dylan Floro out there in the seventh, if needed, because he's coming up, and he did that against the Phillies. He's coming up to the heart of the order. We need Floro now. This is the time to deploy him. Floro, shockingly, has only given up one hit all season, and he almost didn't give that up. Jazz tried to make a massive play for it in center field. Uh, I think it was big Dan Vogel back. He ended up legging out a double. Um, but Dylan Floro has been immense. Reminder on Dylan Floro, by the way, expiring contract this season. Very intriguing to see what the Marlins do there. He, let's be totally honest, this isn't a flash in the pan for Floro. When he's been healthy, and at times when he's been hurt and working his way back, it hasn't been as effective. But overall, with Dylan Floro, as a Marlin, he's been outstanding in whatever role you put him in. The question for the Marlins is what do they do with Floro moving forwards? And some of that will be determined by how long they can sustain this push. The reality is, as you get to the deadline, is it the 1st of August this year? We keep moving the date. Let's say it's the 1st of August. The nearer they get to the 1st of August and the longer they are in contention, then you're going to want to keep hold of Floro, clearly. Should they extend him now? I don't know. There's no reason they can extend him at any time. And we saw that yesterday with Pablito. Pablito, the stud, traded over to the Twins, and he gets his extension um, and rightly deserved. You have to say, Pablo, the way he started the season, he he's tacked on a few extra, what, 5, 10, 15, 20 million there, I think. Like, Pablo has been lights out for the Twins. They've obviously traded for him, sending Luis Arias, which we're absolutely not, <laughs> not arguing about. What a trade. One of the biggest win-win major league swaps there's probably ever been when you look back on the history Maybe it will be in terms of the, the the total war accrued by Pablo as a twin versus the total war accrued by Luis Arias as a Marlin. I do wonder. I mean, they should be so evenly matched. I'm intrigued to see what the Marlins do with Luis Arias too in terms of the extension. Um, he has, well, he's in arbitration year one right now. So an extra two years of control on Luis Arias. Um, do the Marlins look to do something at some point with him? You know, could the number be similar? Could they end up, you know, they, these guys are so kind of entwined with each other now and, and mirroring each other, you know, maybe just throw out there. I think with with Arias, you'd probably want to go like an extra year. Um, the fact that he's a year of service time behind Pablo. And so with that being said, maybe you go, I don't know, five years, 90, five years, 90, five years, 85. Is that going to get it done for Luis Arias? Not sure. <laughs> Not sure it is. But, you know, think it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. And absolutely, from what the Marlins have seen thus far, they've got their trade right. They've nailed it. They've got the three years of control anyway. But do they want to look to extend that beyond? That is going to be the question. And let's be totally honest. Like, Arias, you know, he's he's slumping a touch at the moment. Only one hit yesterday. But it was an RBI. And it was an RBI when Jazz was on base. Jazz gets on base. In effect, and actually, this is one of the key plays of the day yesterday, actually. The way it played out. Jazz gets on base. He's in the leadoff spot. He's looking to steal. He goes 
immediately. So he sets off. Coop ends up grounding, but because Jazz had already set off, Jazz, in effect, stole second base. Without that, double play. Gone. Boom. By that move, by that chat, it doesn't show up on, on you know, the, the, the 40-40 tracker for Jazz because it wasn't an official stolen base. But in effect, it was because of that grounder. He gets the second. What do you then get? Luis Arias steps up. Bang. RBI. Love to see it, Luis Arias. He hit a lot of balls hard yesterday, too. Pretty much everything he hits is hard and barreled. No doubt about it. There was another guy that hit a ball really, really hard as well uh, that was barreled, and that cleared the fence. We're going to talk about him uh, and the impact that Jorge Soler is making. Uh, But before we do that, guys, let's get into our first ad of the day. Um, And it's our our good friends over, of course, at eBay Motors. Um, Hold on a minute. Let's get this. Let's get this queued up. Make sure I get it right. Absolutely love this eBay, eBay Motors one. It's a it's a championship orientated one, so that's good. But let's get the graphics pumped. Woo! Look at those graphics, baby. They are sexy. They're almost they are Marlins graphics for those watching and for those that aren't watching and, and just listening on the pod. Head on over to YouTube, hit subscribe. You will see the visuals and you will see the eBay Motors teal graphics. I don't know if these are custom for the Marlins locked on Marlins pod. I don't know. I don't think they are. eBay Motors love to see it. Um, and for a championship team, which it sounds like the Marlins could be. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part uh, you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Can't say fairer than that. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I went for my Mike B impression almost there with the let's ride. I can hear Mike B doing that. Hope you're well, Mike B, if you're listening. Um, so yesterday's game, that Hoy Soleil two-run bomb. Boy, oh boy, Hoy Soleil's tweaked his back recently, which is concerning, I must say. The fact that he missed pretty much half a year, you know, after delivering Soleil-like performance, I would say he started 23 even better. He's hitting the ball better, and he's not just looking to just destroy and pull everything for a huge bomb. Hoy Soler is looking like a better hitter. Coming off the bench yesterday, pinch hitting against Logan Webb. Let's not forget, it would be an absolutely cruising, pretty much. Logan Webb and Hoy Soler just absolutely drills one to center field. Drills one. You know, you, you, you know, Soler has the kind of power that, you know, we haven't really seen since, you know, Adam Duvall used to, you know, he definitely had some some length in him, let's say. Um, but I would say it's kind of a bit more Stanton-like with with Soler, which is great to see because Stanton's my favorite Marlin, perhaps ever. Um, you know, from 2016 onwards, anyway. Um, but you know, having Soler being able to come off the bench and deliver in that spot, huge. I love it. He turned up, took a swing, tried around, went and sat back down, and was just having fun with Avicel Garcia on the bench. Then love to see it, massive. But this is, this is indicative of what the Marlins have been doing all the way through in 2023 thus far. They've been blown out in a couple of games, and it's gone wonky. 
fine, park those. In the other games, they are they're finding ways to win. Scrabby ways. They're coming from behind. I think that's the third time in the last couple of couple of games. They found a way to come later in, in innings too. Um, come back and win. Paul Soler was involved in that recently. In Philadelphia, they were down in the eighth. Soler home run to tie it up. They get into extras, win it. This time, Soler, bomb, two-run bomb, take the lead, bullpen holds. And again, not to labor the point of the bullpen, but I must say, I just have extreme confidence in this pen. It's amazing. It's such a different feeling as a Marlins fan, isn't it? How are you guys feeling? Let me know. Let me know in the comments on YouTube. But for me personally, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seeing Floro come out, and I'm thinking, that's three outs. I'm seeing Puck come out, and I feel confident. The thing is with Puck, it's even when there's a runner on base, I still feel okay about it. And I almost feel like there's at times where there will be base runners. But Puck... He seems to be able to get it done. He hasn't shied away from the ninth. He's actually seeming to enjoy it. The interesting part, too, is like we're, you know, we're getting into the year now. And I, for some reason, I thought, Puck, how many saves has he got? Has he had four, five, six saves? What's he had? He's only had two saves and one win because of the extra inning game. Um, it feels like he's been out there more often than that and had more saves than that accrued. But only two saves thus far from Puck. No blowies and one win. Can't say fairer than that. It's been a really encouraging start from the pen. Um, you know, overall, we're all talking about this pen, which we rightly should. Let's go back to the offensive guys, though, as well. Um, because I want to talk about Jazz Chisholm yesterday as well. Jazz Chisholm, multi-hit day. Uh, what For the first time in what seems like a few days, it's been a bit of a struggle for him. That Diamondback series was tough. Um, obviously, he was a little bit tough through the Philly series, too. Um, what we are seeing is a little bit more stolen base activity um, in that leadoff spot. You know, you just get the sense as soon as Jazz is on, Leading off like it's coming, and everyone can feel that. We saw it yesterday. Steals one officially went to steal third base and would have made it easily, uh, but Coop just slightly fouled the ball off. Um, so Jazz is always looking a threat. He's looking to do some damage on the bases, and like I said, that one play where Coop grounded into what could have been a double play if it was anyone else potentially, but by Jazz effectively going and stealing that bag, um, you know, kept kept the inning rolling. For Lewis Arias, which is what I mentioned. But a multi-hit day. Spoke on yesterday's pod as well with uh, Sean Barrett. Jesus Sanchez, the pressure's on. Avisel Garcia sits. Jesus Sanchez in. And Jesus Sanchez, multi-hit day for Jesus. It's sometimes about just getting the hits. Sometimes it's about just making contact, getting the ball in play. Skip talks about it all the time. And Jesus Sanchez yesterday, yes, they weren't blasted off the bat. They weren't, you know, line drives, doubles ringing off the wall, anything like that. No, it was like down the line squibbers and whatnot. But overall, they all matter. They all count. Two hits and a run. Batting average now up to 174. He hasn't had tons of, you know, this is the thing with Jesus. He hasn't had a ton of opportunities this year. He's been primarily a bench player, filling in a touch when Avi's been missing. Um, or when Jazz has had that you know infrequent day off. So he hasn't had a ton. So all of a sudden, if Jesus Sanchez can get hot, who knows? Who knows how it goes? Brian De La Cruz continues to stay hot. He's on, I think, a five-game hitting streak now for Brian De La Cruz. Um, you know, hitting a, a straight up 300 right now. Luis Arias has dropped down to 455. He's slumping, but he's still hitting the ball really hard. Cooper Bloop with a nice, nice blast yesterday as well. Um, overall, though, yesterday, when you look at it, only six Ks, but zero walks. 
Going against the ace, 6K is not too bad. And zero walks, not amazing. Um, but still, they find a way to get it done. Nicky Fortes, though, talked about him yesterday on the pod. It's been a bit of a struggle for Nick Fortes early on in this year. Definitely has. Um, an 0 for 3 day yesterday. Four left on base for him. Not optimal. Garrett Hampson, um, you know, looked a little bit lost at the plate, actually. Like, there was a, a big kind of, you know, it was the same pitch three times in a row. Big swings. Big hacks. You know, outside of the zone. Couldn't make contact. You know, a couple of Ks there for him. Um, but yeah, Soler then came in doing the damage. This Marlins team, this Marlins lineup, it, it looks balanced. It looks balanced. Guriel obviously 0 for 4 yesterday. Not amazing, but some decent ABs as well for Guriel. Overall, you have to just kind of look at this Marlins team right now and just think, you know, this is this is that pesky team. This is kind of that pesky team. I think Joey Wendell used that that description. You know, they, they're going to be pesky. They're going to hang around, and they are hanging around. And I think clearly the biggest stat is not just the fact they're over 500 right now, which is great to see. Um, you know, and they've had a tough go. I've mentioned the schedule has been is brutal in in April, sitting at nine and eight. So you know, 17 games in, game over 500. They got a negative run differential because they're winning all the close games and they're losing the blowout ones. They're not really blowing anyone out. So that's why the differential is a little bit wonky at this point. But they are five and zero. Oh in one-run games. I mean, it is just the polar opposite of last season. It really is. And that is the difference as you were looking at going into the year. Can you flip the one-run games on their heads? This team's winning then, what, 80-plus games. You know, that's the fine margins here for the Fish. And this is even with Sandy Alcantara not winning any games apart from one. You know, four of uh, four starts, three of them, they've not been great for Sandy. They haven't. So the Marlins are sitting there nine and eight after a brutal, uh, you know, schedule to get it going, and Sandy's not really contributing over in the main, and that's encouraging in many ways. Like that is an encouraging situation here for the Fish, where as Sandy clicks in, as Jazz clicks in a bit more, you know, if Avi can click in, you know, if the guys can stay healthy too. This is the other key thing: if they can keep that health rolling, and this team got to make some noise. Giants, you know, for the best part of this week, then it's another test after that. You're going to be going into, on the road, I think, at that point, to Cleveland. So that's going to be a tough ask for the Fish. Um, you know, Sandy will be going again in that series, as will Jesus Lozado. So they're going to have some good pitches going. You're going to have, I think, Braxton Garrett, Sandy Alcantara, and Jesus Lozado for the for the Cleveland series. Um, so, you know, the Marlins should be feeling confident about that. The key question is, can they take another series here against San Francisco? Can they? And the Giants... The Giants always impress me. I always just look at them and think, fundamentally, they look just a sound team. They do the fundamentals right. They've got some heavy platoon spots. Like They're always a good team. They're a pesky team too. And I think the Giants will be looking at their division and thinking, if we can get it rolling like we did in, what, 2021, they've got every chance. Dodgers are sitting below 500 right now. The Diamondbacks are leading that division. Padres just got beat last night against the Braves. You know, I know it's really early on, but, you know, the Giants could and should be looking at the NL West thinking, you know, could we make some noise? And that's the question for them. You know, they're 5-10, and 10, so it's not being, you know, they're not in the greatest spots, but, you know, overall, they're not being outpaced. It's not the traditional for the Giants where it's like, oh, the Dodgers are, are you know, a 12-4 and four and they're 5-10 and 10 and you're thinking, oh, boy, season's cooked. I don't think it's that way. So the Giants will be looking to bounce back um, in the next couple of games. But for the Marlins, you've got to be thinking, Eddie, Trevor going, can they just continue from the last 
outings, can they both keep that level? If those boys can continue at the level for Eddie, minimize the walks, attack the zone, it's what we're looking for. For Trevor, he had everything working last time. Can we just get more of that? Another six-inning outing from Trevor Rogers, A six-inning outing from Edward Cabrera. If those boys go six, there's a good chance the Marlins could sweep the Giants here in the next uh, couple of days. Final ad of the day, guys, and then we will uh, get out of here. Um, it's our good friends over. Of course, it's our good friends over at the Ultimate Baseball GM. You know this one for certain. And have you downloaded it? Who hasn't downloaded it? It's a baseball game. It's a baseball GM game, and it's free. Who hasn't downloaded it? Why have you not downloaded it? Right now, if you are listening, get it downloaded. And there's a free boost. Locked on. Use the free boost in there, of course. I'll give you a bit more information, though. I'm just I'm just freestyling it for now. But I'm just wondering why you haven't downloaded it yet. Um, but fundamentally, if you if you like your strategy, you like your baseball, you think you know how to GM a franchise, this game's for you. You manage every aspect of the franchise, playing through seasons and leading the franchise, and fans, more importantly, of course, uh, to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for everything, hiring the right coaches and staff, managing the finances, scouting and drafting players, managing all those difficult clubhouse personalities and the injuries, of course, navigating the franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of a season. It is all there for you in this challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free. Yes, you heard that correct. It is free and it's playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to, when you want to. Locked on Marlins listeners get 100% free boost. See, I mentioned that to the franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your fantasy, start your fantasy, start your dynasty today. Oh man, got so far, delivered it with a plomb, botched the end. No editing. No edits in this pod. You may realize that. For those everydayers, and I know you're out there, for those listening every single day, you know there's the odd botch from Pete Pratt, but it is what it is. But there's no editing. <laughs> that is, that's the sign. Like, I want to bring you the real, I want to bring you the real podcast. You know, what is what actually happens rather than like you edit it all through and make it look amazing. No, that's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. <laughs> Maybe it is, I don't know. But nevertheless, guys, I must say, just in summary, and I've done my 75-second rundown. This Marlins team, I just don't even recognize them. I don't recognize them from the past six seasons, to be honest with you. Apart from 2020, we're getting to that point here where it feels a bit 2020-like, where they're just eking out wins. The bullpen's doing its thing. Most guys are healthy here, so that's the kind of key difference to 2020 was you were just getting people just drafted in. But the bullpen emerged. I remember the James Hoyt situation he just kind of appeared and started just being a stud in the pen and you know Boxberger um Kinsler like these guys in the pen they were just they just were doing their thing the rotation was pieced together um this isn't quite the same situation but I must say this Marlins team ones we've seen in the past few years it really is and I know we had hot streaks last year and I know we started pretty well at one point I think they were like 12 and 8 early on and you know, everyone was getting a bit excited, but this is a different type of Marlins team right now. The way that the offense clicks, the way there's much more synergy. There's much more, it seems like there's more game plan in there. There's more approach. There's 
you know, it's just fundamentally just got some better hitters in there. Like, you strip it away. Donnie called it out last year. There's too many big boys in that lineup last year. There was too many guys trying to hit too many bombs all of the time. And even those guys, this is the thing about Hoy Soler. Even Soler that is the power hitter and should be a guy that could lean on. He's adjusted his approach. He's hitting baseballs in a different way and in a much better way. He's doing different things and it's really showing. I spoke about him last week. You know, if this continues, the the Marlins have a decision to make. And it's interesting to see if they make it because he's going to be opting out. So do the Marlins want Jorge Soler as part of this future moving forwards? He's a right-handed stick, a power stick. They have some of those potentially in the organization like a Herrera Encarnacion, maybe like a Peyton Burdick. Who knows? But are those guys going to deliver the type of production that Jorge Soler can and will? I mean, we hope so. But Jorge Soler at this point, if he's healthy, he's proven what he can do. And actually, it looks like he's improving too. It looks like the Marlins are getting the best out of him, which is impressive. But overall, this Marlins team is unrecognizable. And fundamentally, that is driven by Kim Ang constructing this roster in a different way. And also, Skip Schumacher, the principles, the fundamentals, the way he thinks about baseball and gets the players to think about baseball is huge. We also shouldn't neglect from the fact that the clubhouse vibe is different. It's clear that Jazz and Arias big pals, still big pals. It's clear that Sandy's missing Pablito. <laughs> of course he will be. But, you know, this is this has been one hell of an impressive start for the Marlins. It really has, guys. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough. Nine and eight with this schedule, with a few guys getting dinged. I mean, we, we can't forget, like, you know, Joey Wendell, the start, starting shortstop, gone pretty much most of the year. The rotation really hasn't been fully up to speed yet. Yet, nine and eight, cruising along. Love to see it. Thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day, guys. Thank you to the everydayers as well, as I mentioned. Do leave a comment in YouTube if you are listening and joining me every single day. I appreciate it, guys. I'm here for you at least five days a week, as you know that. Um, But I, of course, will be back. With that being said, I will be back tomorrow. And hopefully we get a Marlins dub and an Edward Cabrera lengthy start this evening. See you then.